Morning prayer begins on page 3. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill, and into thy dwelling. Continuing on page 7. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together the Venite on page 9. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 41 begins on 391. Blessed is he that considereth the poor and needy, the Lord shall deliver him in the time of trouble. The Lord preserve him, and keep him alive, that he may be blessed upon earth, and deliver not thou him into the will of his enemies. The Lord comfort him when he lieth sick upon his bed. Make thou all his bed in his sickness. I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die and his name perish? And if he comes to see me, he speaks van vanity. And his heart conceiveth falsehood within himself, and then he cometh forth, he telleth it. All mine enemies whisper together against me, even against me do they imagine this evil. An evil disease, say they, cleaveth fast unto him, and now that he lieth, he shall rise up no more. Yea, even mine own familiar friend whom I trusted, who did also eat of my bread, hath laid great weight for me. But be thou merciful unto me, O Lord, raiseth thou me up again, and I shall reward them. But this I know, thou favorest me, that mine enemy doth triumph against me. And in my innocency thou upholdest me, and shall set me before thy face forever. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, world without end. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-ninth chapter of the first book of Samuel. Then the Philistines gathered together all their armies at Aphek, and the Israelites encamped by a fountain which is in Jezreel. And the lords of the Philistines passed in review by hundreds and by thousands, 
but David and his men passed in review at the rear with Achish. Then the princes of the Philistines said, What are these Hebrews doing here? And Achish said to the princes of the Philistines, Is this not David, the servant of Saul, king of Israel, who has been with me these days or these years? And to this day I have found no fault in him since he defected to me. But the princes of the Philistines were angry with him. So the princes of the Philistines said to him, Make this fellow return, that he may go back to the place which you have appointed for him, and do not let him go down with us to battle, lest in the battle he become our adversary. For with what could he reconcile himself to his master, if not with the heads of these men? Is this not David, of whom they sang to one another in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens thousands? Then Achish called David and said to him, Surely as the Lord's live, you have been upright, and your going out and your coming in with me in the army is good in my sight. For to this day I have not found evil in you since the day of your coming to me. Nevertheless, the Lord's do not favor you. Therefore return now and go in peace, that you may not displease the Lord's of the Philistines. So David said to Achish, But what have I done? And to this day, what have you found in your servant as long as I have been with you, that I may not go and fight against the enemies of my lord the king? Then Achish answered and said to David, I know that you are as good in my sight as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the princes of the Philistines have said, Ye shall not go up with us to battle. Now therefore rise early in the morning with your master's servants who have come with you. And as soon as you are up early in the morning and have light, depart. So David and his men rose early to depart in the morning, to return to the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines went up to Jezreel. Here ended the first lesson. Another Benedictus S on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 41st verse of the 19th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side, and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another, because you did not know the time of your visitation. Then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, 
but you have made it a den of thieves. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him, and they were unable to do anything, for all the people were very attentive to hear him. <clears throat> now it happened on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, that the chief priests and the scribes, together with the elders, confronted him and spoke to him, saying, Tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? Or who is he who gave you this authority? But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? But if we say, From men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which we, he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. 
and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Let thy merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of thy humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions. Make them to ask such things as shall please thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our lesson from St. Luke's Gospel is you know, this continuation of the Palm Sunday narrative, Jesus coming in Jerusalem over the Mount of Olives. We mentioned yesterday that this picks up an Old Testament theme where in Ezekiel, the, the glory of God had left the temple by way of the Mount of Olives and it, and it had departed. And even though the temple was rebuilt, never came back to the temple uh, in the way it had come uh, in to dwell in the temple when Solomon dedicated the first temple. And so Jesus coming over the Mount of Olives represents the glory of God coming back to Israel. And it's really the fulfillment of, of Old Testament religion. You're, you're, you know, that you, you went into exile, you came back, you're waiting for the Messiah, and here he is. And, but Israel is going to reject him. So Jesus laments over the city. And he says, um, you know, if you'd only known uh, uh, the things that make for peace, and it's really a, a covenant word there, peace is shalom, which was the, the essence of the old covenant was that when Israel was in right relationship with God, uh, the people would be in right relationship with each other, and there would be this thing called shalom or peace that would prevail. This comes into the <clears throat> the New Testament in, in peace, you know, at the end of the liturgy, the peace of God, which passes under all understanding, comes to us because we're reconciled to God in Christ, the Spirit, in the sacrament, and then we're because of that, we're connected to each other in a kind of peace and harmony, the unity of the body. But because they're going to reject Jesus, uh, there's going to be a consequence for this. And Jesus gives the consequence in very graphic terms. Your enemies are going to build an embankment, that's siege warfare. They're going to close you in, level you to the ground, and your children also. And this refers to the um, Roman invasion that happened within a generation of Jesus' death. Uh, uh, Jerusalem was invaded by the Roman legions uh, led by the general Titus. It's uh, uh, an event described in some detail by the Jewish historian Josephus, and that destroyed the temple in AD 70, and it never was a temple again since then, nor was there until the last century uh, in Israel uh, since then. And this kind of gives lie to the notion that sometimes services that, you know, the Old Testament God was all about love and, or excuse me, it's all about judgment. New Testament, you know, Jesus is all about love. It's exactly the same theme that 
where where God called his people to repent in the Old Testament when they didn't, there was a consequence. And so Jesus is coming to call people, his people to repent, and they're not going to. They're going to, in fact, reject him. And what this marks um, with the the destruction of Jerusalem is the, the sort of um, historical moment at which we mark the end of the Old Covenant age. The Old Covenant comes to a close. Jesus is going to enter into, into Jerusalem in fulfillment of the Old Covenant, and he's going to inaugurate the New Covenant. And and the new Israel is going to emerge. The, the, the renewed Israel in the New Covenant is going to emerge from that. But we should note, just as a reflection on, on this uh, entry into Jerusalem, that um, all the people who are receiving Jesus are very religious people who think they're obeying the Torah, and yet they're rejecting the word made flesh. They're rejecting the one God who is sent to save them. And this is always a reflection on our religious practice that that it's possible to to you know, be, be think we're, to, to think we're observing some form of religion, even being conservative, traditional, all these kinds of things, which certainly the Pharisees and scribes saw themselves as being, but miss the person of Jesus, not respond to him and not. And, and it, it's interesting parallel with our Old Testament lesson that Israel with, with Saul is going to go into battle against the Philistines, but the Lord's anointed isn't going to be there with him. He's been, it's interesting that Jesus has been rejected by, by, excuse me, David was rejected by Saul, also rejected by the Philistines. So this battle is going to take place. Israel is going to battle without, without the one God has sent to save them, without the one who defeated Goliath and, and, and won this great victory. And this just shows the way God's people can reject, you know, God's will for them uh, by being hard hearted. And it, it's it's a thing for us to just to examine in our own practice of the faith that that Jesus comes to us, and this is why we our religion we better be careful about our religion becoming one of you know merely uh, rules we keep and liturgical things we do outwardly while missing the essence of connecting to God and listening to him daily in his word, and then specifically also acting out that faith in relationship to other people. This is why Jesus said, you know, and as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me, that the true religion that that understands Christ's coming, understands Christ is coming to us and all the people we see each day. And, and it's possible for us to develop a practice of religion that's so anxious and busy doing things, it misses Christ when he's right in front of us. And that's, that's, uh, that's a med- I think that's the meditation that comes out of today's lessons. Jesus said, you didn't know the time your visitation, the time that I came to you to call you. And this relates to our, our, our daily psalm we pray, Psalm 95. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That true religion communes with God daily in Christ to the spirit in prayer and then tries to, you know, discern the presence of Christ around and respond to him every day. And false religion sort of runs past people to accomplish some religious goal, but 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 ignores the command to love that's right in front of us. As I just a meditation for us is as we see Jesus coming in from being rejected by his people to, to see how do we 
see him, welcome him in our lives, where we see him each day and the least of his brethren. And and especially in our culture where there, there's so much haste and busyness and schedules, it's easy to run past people on the way to doing some good thing. And I think our renewal in our faith is in even as a culture begins with people who stop doing that, who don't run by people on the way to doing something else, but begin to recognize Christ every day around us and, and respond to him and see that, that the time of our visitation. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those to whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barbara and Robert and Bishop. Have a great Tuesday. Look forward to seeing you this evening. Bye, kiddos. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day.